interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety-nine three KLIN. Good Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kearns, your host. Glad to have you. Well, by the way, Happy New Year. It's a new year. Here it is, the sixth already, and uh, I hope your new year is going well. Uh, if you're like me, uh, yes, I was rooting for Michigan because anybody who plays Alabama is pretty much who I root for, <laughs> and it is Big Ten. But, you know, now whoever wins the national championship will be in the Big Ten next okay. year, and so that's kind of a scary thought. We're gonna have a, It's going to be a tough schedule. Um, but as we as we forge into the new year, something new is happening, and I wanted to bring some guys in to talk about it. And they've all been on the program before, and they've all represented their churches, but they're not representing their church today. Uh, we're, they're representing a, a new uh, iteration of something that has already been going for a while in Nebraska, but now we're going to broaden it a little bit. Instead of being uh, an Omaha thing with other people attending, it's going to be a Nebraska thing. And so I've got three of the board members here from uh, the Gospel Coalition Nebraska. And in the room with me, I have Pastor Tom Remble, I have Pastor Dustin Rogers, and I have Pastor Todd Bumgarner, who is the chair of this newly formulated group. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, Good morning, Stu. Great. I told them not to talk over each other. Now they won't talk. <laughs> They're just being too kind and deferential to each other. Uh, as we uh, as we get started here again, uh, I'll, uh, hopefully they'll learn the difference between your voices. But uh, uh, how are how are your holidays? Real quickly, Tom, what'd you do? They were great. I had all eight great grandbabies in my living room oh, for four goodness. hours. It was amazing. Oh, that's the best. Yes, it was. I had my yeah. one with me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's a grandchild. These are great grandchildren. Oh my goodness! That's a whole other season. You're old. Yes, that's, that's true. it. You're, that is true. You're uh, well. You're the youngest old. Guy. But they like me best, so it's okay. That's sweet. Better than better than grandma. Uh, I don't have any rules. Okay. <laughs> the answer is yes. Can you repeat the question? That works yes. every time. That is awesome. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, uh, I have one grandchild. No, uh, it's going to be a long time if I see any great grandchildren. But um, <laughs> there, uh, he favored me right out of the gate, yeah. and then sadly, uh, Graham caught up. And she has surpassed me. Mm-hmm. And now Max uh, Max sends messages to Graham. <laughs> so good for her. Mm-hmm. I'm not jealous. Not no. even the least bit. <laughs> uh, also right next to him, we got Todd Bumgarner. Todd, how was your holiday? Real good. Any Real grandchildren? Good. No grandchildren. My <laughs> oldest uh, is home from college. Um, so yeah. that's semester break. So that's been, that's been lovely to enjoy um, her presence back in our home and just some great time together as a immediate family and then also down to our neck of the woods in Geneva a couple Saturdays to to see my side and my wife's side um, two different times down there you now you both still have family in the Geneva yep. area yep <clears throat> yep born yes. and raised yep that's I mean that's that's amazing I mean no wonder you you like John Calvin because you've got these Swiss <laughs> yeah you know it's 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 humorous we took over this building from another church and they have mm-hmm. a coffee house area and they're called the Geneva House and yeah. my parents who were not raised in any sort of Presbyterian Reformed tradition or anything like that thought that maybe we named it after our hometown uh-huh. yeah not true nice you let them believe that right yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean you know why not. It's a, I'm sure Geneva is a wonderful town. And Pastor Dustin Rogers, uh, how was your holiday? It was great. It was great. We hung, hung out here in Lincoln and spent some time with my wife's family. 
And, uh, yeah, I've got teenagers now. Mm. And mm. they oh, think man. it's cool to stay up at, you know, midnight, <laughs> one, two. Mm. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out life again after, uh, after a couple of weeks of really late nights. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's hit you two younger guys, but, Tom, uh, when, it, when it hits to be about 9, 930, I'm I'm looking for the pathway to bed. <laughs> yeah, well, that... you know, when you get up at five in the morning, you just don't stay up all night. You know, well, that's the way it goes. Why, why does the clock shift like that? I don't I don't know. We've talked about that. I think two things. I think one, the older you get, the less sleep you need because you don't do as much. You just don't wear yourself out. <laughs> Secondly, you become aware of how short life is. You don't want to waste any of it. Sound asleep. There so. you go. That's true. I now you you are a busy man, so I I think uh, that first excuse doesn't work. <laughs> um, well, this we're going to talk today about this thing called the Gospel Coalition, and uh, and I I want to start with this before we even get to uh, uh, you know what's happening in Nebraska and all that kind of stuff. For each of you, how I'm going to work backwards this time, uh, Dustin. How did you first? You remember when you first heard about this thing called the Gospel Coalition, and uh, and and how did you become acquainted with it? I first heard about it because I think one of the first conferences that they had was in Chicago. Mm. I'm a big Chicago guy. And so I just thought, I need to go to this conference. It's in Chicago. Mm. Right? So uh, that kind of drew me in a little bit. But no, in, in reality, um, there are a number of speakers that I knew were going to be uh, at this conference that I wanted to go and listen to. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more I got affiliated with it uh, or acquainted with it, the more I realized that it was uh, really positioned with a heart to unify people from broad traditions, but unify mm-hmm. people underneath the banner of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. And I have a heart for that. And so I was just really drawn into that uh, from the beginning and have been to a number of conferences since and have appreciated a lot of the resources. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Todd, how did you do you remember where you first heard about this? I don't exactly remember. I'm sure it was probably through their web presence of the Gospel Coalition website, which is a fantastic website full of resources. And then I think probably just through the affiliation of um several pastors that I have admired or looked up to um that were, you know, associated with the Gospel Coalition, some of them involved in the founding of it, Tim Keller, DA Carson. Um, some of those sorts of guys. And then I think probably just through reading a lot of the blogs, unlike Dustin, I've never been to a gospel coalition, like national conference or anything like that. And eventually got involved more locally with some of the stuff that was going on um, a few years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Tom? Yeah. I, I, well, one, the attraction of going to Chicago. So we always <laughs> like to go there, but um, I, uh, Tim Keller's name and uh, DA Carson got my attention. I was looking for a place to take our staff team where it wouldn't just be, here's how you do ministry breakouts, but it would really be the exposition of Scripture. And uh, so we started going. I think we went to the first one, Mm -hmm. and we just, uh, we would, we'd go to the main sessions, and then we'd go out to have coffee and talk about what the Word said. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, uh, I was, I think it was uh, maybe uh, John Piper, who had a famous message to pastors, some version. I can't remember the title. You'll help to help me in here, but it, it was "Brothers, We Are Not Professionals." Mm-hmm. Wasn't that something like that? Yeah. yeah. And his whole point was is that uh, that being a pastor has become just like any other occupation, and so you learn the science of it, and you practice the science of it, and you kind of uh, check all the boxes of preparation and book reading, so you can do this. And yet, at the heart of it, uh, being a pastor is it's a it's a shepherd teacher. It's someone who is nurturing, caring for people, and leading people. Mm. And, and, it, and it isn't all about the latest 
management, you know, <laughs> book right. that you've read and that kind of thing. So the, those conferences, Tom and Dustin went to that conference. What were you expecting and what did you get? Was that, well, let's start with Tom. Was that what you expected just to be nurtured kind of as a person through the word? Well, that was my, that was my hope and, uh, and it was satisfied. Yeah. The guys, they just really opened the word and preached it and, uh, stayed consistent with the text. And, uh, uh, it, it didn't become a, a management thing or a corporate yeah. thing. Yeah. It was really, what does it mean to pastor well? Yeah. Was that, what about you, Dustin? Was that what you expected? Yeah, pretty much, you know, and um, some conferences are better than others, right? And uh, hit in a different way. Uh, but I always just find it helpful to get away and go to something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, it's refreshing to my soul. It's also team building uh, for a staff. And, uh, you know, going to things like the Gospel Coalition or Together for the Gospel have been really good for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also a unique opportunity to connect with guys that I know that uh, aren't in Nebraska. And yeah. so uh, to, to meet there, it's, in a way, a family reunion type of thing that's uh, special, but just really refreshing to your soul. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk about then what is kind of, a, what's the mission of the Gospel Coalition, and learn a little bit more about Gospel Coalition Nebraska, what's going on there. And uh, and uh, along the way, I want to f- flesh out some of these things, too, because the whole idea of unity. Uh, four, four pastors, four different traditions. We know a lot of other pastors that we, we're going to hang out with, and, <laughs> and a lot of different denominations represented, and yet there's something that seems to bind everybody together. Mm. And I want to talk about that. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday here on the 1499.3 uh, KLIN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Keeping the topics lively and the conversation civil, this is Friendly Fire with Stu Kurtz on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday, uh, talking with uh, Pastor Todd, Pastor Dustin, Pastor Tom, and that would be Bumgarner, <laughs> Rogers, and Rempel. And uh, we we speak not as uh, pastors of congregations, but just as uh, again uh, pastors who uh, are promoting uh, a thing that's been around for a while called the Gospel Coalition and our own Nebraska version of it, which was formerly uh, Gospel Coalition Omaha. Now it's going to be the Gospel Coalition Nebraska, or we might just use the letters TGC. So we've got to explain all the little all the little ins and outs there. Um, one of the things that we've mentioned is that, again, we, we come from different backgrounds. We Our, our theology is similar, but not identical. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a question for each of you, what is the... The way you understand it, what is the mission then of the Gospel Coalition in terms of of drawing together uh, guys like us who, again, we don't agree about everything, right? but we agree about really important things. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to tackle that first? I, I'll take a stab at yep. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think one of the, the beautiful things about the Gospel Coalition is it is a coalition, uh, an association of churches, voluntary association of churches 
that is centered around the gospel, um, the gospel of Jesus, the good news that that He is the one who came for us to mm-hmm. die on the cross and raise again um, for for our sins to be forgiven and us to be united to Him and restored in relationship with the Father, and um, that's the main thing. And I think the the beauty of even the name, the Gospel Coalition, is that that is the thing that unites us together. We're seeking to keep the main thing, the main thing. And um, there's, like you said, Stu, there's differences and nuances um, in our respective theologies, but we would all agree on what that main thing is, and that's part of what brings us together and creates a nice umbrella um, under which we can kind of link arms and go about the work of the gospel in our city, um, in our state, and more broadly, um, united together as brothers and united together as churches. Yeah, yeah. What would you add to that? Yeah, and one of the things that I think the Gospel Coalition does well is help to promote this reality that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the storyline of Scripture from start to finish. Mm -hmm. From Genesis to Revelation, Mm -hmm. the Bible is telling one story. It is the redemptive plan of God through Christ to save people for himself, for his own glory, that we might share life with him for all eternity. Now, that's the story of the Bible, and the Gospel Coalition intends, as Todd said, to uh, put that umbrella up high and say, this is, this is what we're uniting under, but we're also striving to see this as a pattern for ministry, uh, that the Gospel would shape the way we think about the Bible as a whole, the Gospel would shape the way we think about ministry and philosophy, mm-hmm. and there's a lot under that. But that's another reason why we think that it's a good umbrella to raise and something that's good for us to promote in our churches, but also in our city and in our state. Yeah, yeah. Now, as we as we talk about that, and everybody's nodding their head, and I'm nodding my head. I'm 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 all in. But uh, Tom and I, kind of the older guys of the group, um, as much as we love this, it it I don't know about you, but uh, I'll let you speak for yourself here in a minute. Here, that was not my experience growing up. It was very, uh, times were very divisive. There was, there were camps and those divisions were fairly sharp. And in fact, a lot of the time we were pretty sure that people of that group probably weren't even really Christians because <laughs> they didn't quite have it right. And, uh, and so a lot of those challenges in, in my youth, and is that, what was your experience? Yeah, probably, probably to the extreme on, on that. And, you know, Satan's strategy is always division. I think the beauty of this is that that, uh, we realize that we are complementary teammates and we're not competitors and that we are here for the sake of the gospel and bringing the good news to lost peoples. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is unusual in our generation. They really were uh, divided and separated and uh, we were combatants almost rather than competent. Yeah, it's kind of scary to look back on that and realize that that's... But that's, uh, I don't know, you guys as, as the, the next gen kind of coming in behind old guys like us, uh, have, we turned the, have we turned a corner? Are we making progress in, in terms of this kind of unity? I seem to think so. Um, you know, I, I didn't come to faith in Christ until I was 22 years old. My wife likes to say that it's kind of cute that I don't have any like church baggage or anything like that. So I, I come into being a pastor and and into church and ministry with quite a bit of naive optimism. (laughs) Um, I don't have a lot of church baggage other than the baggage that I created myself. Um, And so when I look around, um, especially what I see God doing in Lincoln, um, even with you guys here in the room together, I see so much unity that that he's building um, amongst us as pastors in our city. Um, And I know that 
from talking Tom with you and Sue with you, I, I know that that's uh, a lot of what guys Dustin and I's age are standing on is your guys' shoulders who've labored for a lot of that unity, mm-hmm. and we're just super grateful for that. And I think part of our heart for stuff like TGC Nebraska is for even our churches to get to see, view, experience some of that unity together as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Todd. And uh, I'm really encouraged. Honestly, I'm really encouraged by the unity that we have, the unity that's being uh, promoted and, and prospered here. I do want to bring just a note of clarity on that, that when we talk about this umbrella being raised, it's not endlessly wide. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that I think this helps us with, the Gospel Coalition in, in particular, as far as a regional network, is that there's also an accountability mm-hmm. underneath that umbrella to say, we're not um, ambiguously united. Yeah. We are united under the truth of the gospel, mm-hmm. which uh, inherent in that phrase or that statement or that word gospel are a lot of truths that are essential for us to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so we're not just throwing out the word unity and saying, hey, everybody come on in, you know, this big, under this big tent. We're yeah. saying this is the tent and we need to know it. Right, and we need to study it, and we need to not leave yeah. this to go marching off on other tangents, which I think historically has happened, yeah. and has created some divisions that were unnecessary. Yeah. We're saying we need to come underneath this tent, and this tent is important that yes. we get right. Yeah. And so I appreciate, for example, you guys in this room. I know that I have friendships in this city uh, where if I go off on the gospel in any particular way, I'll be called to account. Yeah, and so it's a beautiful safety, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, there's a yeah. There's a sweetness to that kind of unity. One of the things, by the way, that I've uh, on a recent sabbatical, uh, I finally got a chance to get to your church and your church. I've been to Tom's church already, and and so to visit I, the number one thing that I was I visited fifteen different churches, and uh, and again, uh, uh, very different stripes, different traditions, and all that kind of stuff. But of, of the churches I visited. Uh, the vast majority, uh, they, they taught from a passage of Scripture and explained that and applied that passage of Scripture. We call it expositional preaching. Mm-hmm. And that was, let the Bible speak. And, and that was mm-hmm. what dominated my visits, not mm-hmm. just you guys' mm-hmm. churches, but other churches too. It's like, yeah. that is so awesome. That's cool. The second thing that was very clear in all the churches was uh, the lifting high of Christ. He's the he's he's uh, the son of God and savior of sinners, and we look to him. Mm-hmm. He alone is our source of salvation by yeah. his work on the cross. And so, to go to churches who are actually taking the Bible seriously, mm-hmm. they believe it's true, not yeah. just that's got good ideas in it, but it's actually the Amen. true and faithful word of God, mm-hmm. and that they're they're uh, proclaiming their love for Christ. It just blessed my soul Amen. to see that in all those different places. It's kind, of, it's kind of an occupational hazard that we don't get to visit a lot of yeah. churches unless you're on a sabbatical. Uh, have you guys had a, a similar experiences with that? I have, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while, but yes. Yeah, yeah. I've had more freedom uh, to visit churches over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been really encouraging. Yeah. We're, we're rather selective, obviously, where we go, but yeah. that uh, we're not getting uh, self-help, uh, life-coaching messages. We're hearing yeah. God's Word through God's men. And uh, applying it to living godly lives daily. Yes, I would. 
you know, and, and a lot of people like say, well, we need some self-help. I, if, you, if you follow the Bible, it'll help you. <laughs> that's the, that's, that's, there's no doubt about that. But of the 15 churches I visited, really only one uh, didn't really center in on a text and explain it and apply it. Oh. And I was just like, wow, that's yeah. really cool. That's, that's, awesome. that's really, really encouraging because we, we believe the word is powerful. Amen. And then the spirit yeah. uses the word. Uh, we're going to take another break. When we come back, then we're, let's let's center in a little bit. Then, okay, what is this Nebraska? Uh, how do I join this? Is there a membership due? Do I do I get a card? Are there discounts? And so, you, can you guys answer some of those questions for me? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's draw it out just a little bit. Special <laughs> benefits for club members. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, hey. In this club, there are benefits. There's a yes, coupon. Yeah, I mean, you. you're you're in with the king. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. It's good to be here with Todd Bumgarner and Dustin Rogers and Tom Rempel. And we're talking about the Gospel Coalition, Nebraska. Uh, we're going to be back in just a minute here on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns. 1499.3 KLIN. Rolling right along on a Saturday morning, talking with uh, Pastor Tom, Pastor Dustin, Pastor Todd. And uh, that would be Rumpel Rogers and Bumgarner, that direction. Um, and we're uh, the Gospel Coalition, Nebraska. So before the break, I was, you know, what is this thing? And Todd, you're the chair, so get us started. What, what is then, how do I participate, and what is exactly this thing, uh, the Nebraska expression of it? Yeah, so the Gospel Coalition has several regional chapters throughout um, the, the states and, and beyond. And um, TGC Nebraska is our, our local regional chapter. Um, we do certain things together. We um, meet together. Um, this year, we're going to try to gather three times uh, together for events that are really the, the whole point of TGC Nebraska is to uh, foster and tend unity amongst the, the pastors, the church leaders, the churches um, in this region, uh, but, but then also to support and equip one another, to mm -hmm. encourage one another, to collaborate together, um, you know, in, in ways that make sense. Um, in completely voluntary ways, but then also to pursue spiritual renewal um, in our in our state and just kind of taking some responsibility for that and pursuing that together. And so, um, you know, you can you can be a part of that as a pastor. You can come as a church leader. Our gatherings are typically focused at and for pastors. Um, and that's kind of our primary audience when we gather together like that. But I, I know so many people from our church have attended events together and just been really edified and encouraged themselves and by what they see happening and participating in it themselves as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, anything you want to add to that, Dustin? I would just say that a benefit in all of this is friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And just getting together with brothers that uh, are co-laborers in advancing the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ um, is such a blessing. It's not always easy. Pastoral ministry can be difficult at times mm -hmm. and discouraging. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are many people that feel like they're doing it alone at some mm -hmm. level uh, or experiencing loneliness. And so it's, it's such a blessing to be able to offer uh, local pastors, whether they're in Lincoln or Omaha or in a smaller town in Nebraska, yeah. an opportunity to come and just take a couple hours around some good food, a message from the Word of God, and just be refreshed amongst friends. And uh, these these things have uh, a capacity uh, to create opportunities for friendships to form. 
and for fellowship to happen that can really be vital for the longevity of guys in ministry. Yeah, absolutely. Tom? Yeah, I think the unique thing about us four is that we have the privilege of laboring on a team of staff pastors, but a lot of our brothers are solo. They're alone. Mm -hmm. And just coming together with others that carry the same weight they do and to find out they're not alone is a significant, probably more for those a bit outside of the city uh, area specifically. Yeah. But uh, what, what a great thing. When I pastored solo alone, man, when a conference like that gave me a chance to just be with mm -hmm. others that were serving, you build those mm -hmm. encouragement friendships and yeah. uh, you're reminded that it's, it's worth it. Just keep pressing forward. Mm -hmm. now, now, Tom, by the way, if you've, uh, your whole career, you've dedicated yourself to nurturing other pastors, bringing them together and, and uh, comfort, and you continue to do that. It's, 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 it's really been, I know your, your main life work has been as a pastor, but as a pastor to pastors, it's been a really like one B right underneath all of that. Uh, what, what is, uh, what is it that prevents this from happening more often? Cause I, I get the impression that it doesn't happen as much as it needs to happen mm. in terms of, of pastors gathering. What do you, what do you find prevents guys? I mean, obviously if they're meeting with you, then they've overcome it. But what are some of the, the barriers to, to, to getting to these events or these, these kind of connections? Well, it, if you're a young pastor and you've got an old guy like me invites you to coffee, you pretty much assume that he's going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> you know, you're, you're a kid, you don't know what you're doing and all that. So I think there's a sense of mm -hmm. self-protection. Like, I, I don't want somebody, you know, trying to run my ministry. Uh, I, I think the other... Uh, is a question of motivation. You know, does, does they really care about me, or is there some something they're trying to sell me, and all yeah. of that? Uh, and then, uh, for me, uh, it was I. I was 27 years old, and I hit a situation I didn't have a clue what to do with. And I called, and he was older than dirt. He was 54 years old, up the street. <laughs> at the, and I just said, Pastor Bill, I haven't got a clue what to do. Would you help me? And uh, so I had an older pastor friend that walked with me for seven years. Mm. and uh, really laid the foundation for my ministry. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to add to that. You know, I, I think there has to be a desire for unity. Um, I think that can sometimes be mm -hmm. a barrier. You know, when I, I came back to Lincoln 13 years ago to plant two pillars, I was 13 years younger than I am today. I was not very humble. I was a little proud and kind of thought that we were going to do things just right. Um, and and didn't have like a good category for partnership and unity. Um, and so I, I think if there's, uh, you know, uh, younger pastors out there who might think, you know, kind of get siloed into what their church is doing or what their denomination is doing um, and mm -hmm. don't have like a good framework for what God is doing um, mm -hmm. in a more mm -hmm. broad, in a more broad way, there's a lot of great churches in our city, in our state, and it takes all of them to, to do um, God's work and God's mission here. And mm -hmm. so having a good category for unity and a, a humility to see ourselves as a part of something that's bigger than our own specific church or our own specific network or denomination uh, is a, a real key prerequisite, I think, for seeing value in something like TGC Nebraska. Amen. Well yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, what are, so what, they come, if you come to a meeting, uh, there's going to be somebody give some words of encouragement, some kind of a challenge, uh, some fellowship with other people. What else can they expect? Food. We feed. <laughs> I think we, uh, we usually get together and, and eat together and sit around tables and, and spend mm -hmm. some time together, catching up, praying together. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and uh, yeah, someone usually comes and and speaks, and we have certain topics and stuff that we take up, and um, it's just free books, free books, free books. Yeah, there's free yeah. free books usually are associated <laughs> with this, and what pastor doesn't like free books? It's always <laughs> the more the merrier, right? Um, yeah. Until you have to move your office, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, what in the world was I thinking about these books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to winnow out every once in a while yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the equipping that happen, happens there is really helpful. It's really special. Um, in fact, uh, as we were sitting here, I was thinking about the time that you spoke, mm-hmm. Stu, uh, several years ago now. And I remember taking notes in this little journal that I had about sabbaticals. Mm. You talked about the importance of rest and uh, how it's a theological thing that we often neglect. And uh, I took some pretty good notes about that, then put it away for a time, and then pulled those guys back out. And uh, and lo and behold, the Lord was Mm -hmm. stirring something in our team Mm -hmm. uh, for me to take a sabbatical. And before you gave that talk, it wasn't even on my radar. Like the, the whole concept of a sabbatical wasn't really in my vocabulary. But it really kind of spurred something to start thinking about, hey, it's not a bad thing to take some time away to really refresh your soul. And by the way, your church is going to be fine. (laughs) These kind of things, like, it was really helpful for me to begin thinking about something that I wasn't thinking about before. And that's one of the things that we hope to provide in a regional gathering uh, from time to time is, is a talk like that that helps us to think about something that we're not really thinking about. And it really can be helpful for your particular ministry yeah yeah now that that one in particular was marketed as how to avoid burnout in ministry yeah. with pastor Stu and he guys lit two churches on fire yeah. so i didn't quite know how that all worked out. that's a good boy you had to bring that up didn't you the, uh, friendly that, fires yeah they were they were very friendly oh man i'll tell you what well i you know as bad as those fires were i think I'd rather, well, I would never want to go through another fire. But I'll tell you what, COVID was worse. Yeah. Uh, COVID was worse. And I yeah. think that a sense of isolation, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not, I can barely even see my own congregation, much less, uh, you know, other pastors. And I think, I think we, we lost a little bit of ground during yeah. that season yeah. in terms of the, of the stuff we could do together. But we're, we're, we're chugging ahead. Amen. And uh, that's, that's going to be where, by the way, this, when we come back, we're going to do a shameless plug. So we'll talk about this upcoming meeting. And, and I bet there's somebody listening this morning who's saying, hey, you know, my pastor could use some support and some encouragement. Yep. And how, how could I connect him to this group? Or how could I encourage him to attend? Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and so I bet, do we, do we have any ideas about that? Mm-hmm. You'd be thinking about it. Because we'll be right back in just a minute, talking to Todd, Todd Bungarn, Dustin Rogers, Tom Rempel, and I'm I'm a little tongue tied, but I'm here too. It's the <laughs> it's a friendly fire Saturday on fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIM. Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly fire with Stu Kurds on the Voice of Lincoln fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIM. It's a friendly fire Saturday. Uh, talking here with uh, well, it's a room full of pastors. There must be a joke connected to that somewhere. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, Pastor Todd Bumgarner, Pastor Dustin Rogers, Pastor Tom Rempel, Pastor Stu Kearns, and all the four of us are involved in this thing called the Gospel Coalition. And it is time for a shameless plug. So I don't care which one of you plugs it, but why don't we tell about this upcoming event that is taking place just in a few weeks? Yeah, January twenty fifth will be our our first. Uh, sort of 
um, it's a it's a really a relaunching. The TGC Omaha existed for several years. COVID kind of put it um, into a, a bit of a tailspin, and uh, we're sort of relaunching that now as TGC Nebraska. And the first gathering that we're going to do is going to be on January twenty fifth at nine nine ten nine o'clock nine o'clock in the morning at Heritage Bible Church will be hosting us for that. Uh, Pastor our our friend. Bo- Bob Thune, Pastor Bob Thune from Coram Deo is going to be there, the primary speaker, and he's going to be talking about a, a theological vision for, for ministry. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think 9 to 1130, is that mm-hmm. the, the time that I think we've got set for that at Heritage Bible Church on uh, Thursday morning, the 25th? All right. And uh, that name, Bob Thune, if you don't know it from Coram Deo, yeah. you might have known his dad, if you're my age, yeah. up there, was a pastor for many years at uh, is it still, what's it, is it called? Christ, Christ Community, Community Church? Christ Community yeah. Church. Yeah. It is still, okay. Yeah. You know, names change, you know? Yeah, they do. But, they do. Uh, but uh, so he was, he was kind of a legend up there. Now Bob is, is, uh, is doing a great job up there, and mm. I'd be, uh, look forward to hearing him. What is the website then if they, uh, to learn about uh, uh, just the principles and some of the stuff we've yep. talked about? Yeah, a great place to start is thegospelcoalition.org. Um, that's a, where you can find just general information about the Gospel Coalition. And then we have our, our regional chapter has uh, a page of its own, which is nebraska.thegospelcoalition.org. And there you can find information about what we're up to and what we're doing and why we're doing it and yeah. all that good stuff. There, I was imagining off air we were talking about, uh, you know, the listeners might be thinking, hey, I would my pastor could benefit from this. And he... He's a little lonely, and, and, and he, he could use some encouragement mm-hmm. and and uh, some you know some fellowship mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, and what, what do you think would be the best way for them to connect up with this event? Um, that was it. Just email me. <laughs> yeah, take so it away, Stu. Well, okay, <laughs> all right. The um, well, if you go to klan.com, there's a friendly there fire go. page under shows, and there's a way to contact me. So if you're if you want to suggest yeah. uh, a name, and by the way, we are constantly networking, looking for those mm-hmm. people who who just don't know yet. They don't know that this exists. They don't mm-hmm. know that there are other uh, pastors and uh, colleagues in ministry they could join with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all you got to do is if you you can contact any one of us at our churches. If, I'm sure yeah. if you go to our church website or whatever, Google us. I bet we're I bet you'll find <laughs> us. But uh, but the, the other way that anybody who listens to this show can just go to klan.com, click on shows and friendly fire, and then there is an opportunity there to send me a personal note. And I mm-hmm. guarantee you, if I get that note, I will contact your pastor. And we will let them know yeah. everything that's going on. We are trying Maybe. to connect with as many as we can. Well, one of the things, it is TGC Nebraska. And um, I don't have a ton of connections outside of Lincoln. I know, Tom, you have a fair amount. Yeah. Uh, how, do, how do we connect with more of these uh, folks who are a little ways away from Lincoln? It's a I've been sending emails and text messages to a lot of friends out state. Yeah. yeah. So personalize it, but... Yeah. yeah, probably for them. Uh, if you felt like your pastor could use the encouragement uh, to suggest that I'll buy you a tank of gas to get there, or give you the day out of the office. I mean, some pastors are yeah. chained to their desk because they feel responsible to be there and uh, to to give them permission to take the day to become yeah. refreshed and be a great encouragement. Yes, yes. It, it doesn't uh, uh, a little a tank of gas and a, and, a, and a little lunch money wouldn't hurt anybody. Would that's it? right. It'll yeah. encourage many. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, uh, we're just about uh, seven minutes left as we, as we think about, again, all these principles of unity and so forth. Um, 
you know, you guys have been practicing this, you've been living this, uh, what are, what are some of the benefits that you've personally experienced just by, by reaching out and getting outside of your box and getting to know, uh, other people through, whether it's the gospel coalition or, or other things like that, uh, what's it, what's it done for you personally? Personally, it's, uh, I would say, first of all, been, uh, a huge learning experience for me. Um, we don't know it all. Mm. I mean, that, uh, shouldn't be a shocking statement, but in all honesty, um, Mm -hmm. we often act like we do. Mm. We don't know it all. And even if you've been a pastor for a very long time, um, I think that if you were honest, you would have to say, like, there's a lot in this book that I've (laughs) built my ministry on that I'm still not quite familiar with or still not quite totally squared away on. Mm -hmm. Like, we have a lot to learn. And when you step outside of the four walls of your church or perhaps your denomination and you start talking with other guys who believe the same truths, the same core truths of the gospel, you can learn. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I've learned a lot. It's humbled me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a benefit out of that is that it's given me a, a more of a breadth of understanding of the Word of God, um, a, a greater appreciation for the breadth of God's family, and also, it's given me an opportunity to have some really special friends <laughs> that I could call that are just encouraging to see, uh, share a hug with, share a cup of coffee with, share a pizza with. And uh, it's just been so, uh, so beneficial to my soul. And so, yeah, it's something that I want to fight for, yeah. is that we need to be increasingly united around the truths that we hold dear. We, we say this little phrase, hey, we're going to spend eternity together. <laughs> but we say it sometimes tritely. Yeah. It's true, man. Like, yeah. we're going to yeah. spend eternity together with brothers and sisters. Let's get to know one another now yeah. and learn from, from one another now and enjoy the sweetness of being united to Christ now. Amen. By, by the way, that was, uh, we, uh, you know, this idea of unity in Christ and the benefits that flow from, from being united to Christ by faith. And uh, that's one of those little phrases in the New Testament. It's a beautiful word study. If you have a, mm. uh, mm-hmm. just how many times is in Christ mm-hmm. referring to, mm-hmm. or in him referring to Christ, uh, I think it's somewhere in the range of 140, 150 times in the New yeah. Testament. Wow. And yeah. so Paul, is, uh, mostly by Paul, and just talking about everything that flows to us yeah. uh, from being united to Christ by faith. That's a that's a pretty big deal. What would you say are some of the benefits you experienced? Yeah, I, I, you know, Dustin mentioned friendship. I think friendship for pastors with other pastors is just super important, and it's a really unique thing. We share a unique calling. We share unique pressures and um, stresses mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And to build friendship with other pastors who just naturally get that, you yeah. don't have to explain the weight that you're carrying or the burdens that you're bearing. They get it because they're doing it too. Um, it's just a really unique um, opportunity um, to build friendship together through something like this. And then uh, encouragement uh, for my own soul that, that comes, I, I think, by being together with, with others um, in this way who share a same sense of uh, how we read the scriptures and how we're pursuing ministry together. Um, so an encouragement with, with that, I get built up in my, in my own soul. Um, I'm also encouraged by stepping back and seeing what God is, is doing mm. again, just getting outside of our own little silo mm. and, and that, and, 
it's a big encouragement to get together in another room with 50 or 100 other pastors who are um, on the same mission together. And then the last piece I think that I gain from it is is a confidence. And I don't, I don't mean a self-confidence. I mean a confidence in the work that God is doing mm-hmm. in multiple churches mm-hmm. um, in our state, mm-hmm. um, that I can have some confidence. You know, we, we have people in our churches, they, they come, they stay, they go. Um, it, it happens, right? Um, but I know if somebody leaves our church and goes to one of yours, mm-hmm. for example, um, I have a really high confidence that they're going to continue to be um, shepherded well, taught the scriptures well, um, pastored and and just cared for um, well in the context of a, yeah. of a body of Christ that is seeking to uphold God's word and and be on mission for for our King Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. Amen. And we've we, that's happened on more than one occasion, right? Lots Tom? of times. Lots of times. Shift <laughs> around a little bit. Got about a minute left. What are some of the things that really? It's the same things that they said this morning at Starbucks. I had a 15-minute conversation with a brother that was trained to view the book of Revelation from a different perspective. I did. We had great fellowship, you know, spontaneously. He was just walking by, and we were. So, again, just the challenge to think the scriptures a little bit more clearly and a little bigger. And then I think the other is uh, life is tough. And uh, in my own journey, it, it's been brothers in ministry who were there mm-hmm. to, as uh, with Moses, uh, keeping the arms up when you yeah, want to yeah. just quit yeah. and uh, just to know that you're supported. Yeah, I think I think you, bo- you both you and I would say that uh, early in our ministry, there were older guys who who, who kind of took care of us Amen. and took us under their wing and uh, it, it meant the world. So if, if God opens up some doors to do that a little bit for others, it's uh, it, we're just kind of giving back a little But uh, well, uh, we have run out of time, brothers. Uh, it is so good to be with each of you today, Todd, Dustin, Tom. Uh, thanks, Stu. Yeah, yeah, thanks for being here today. Thanks Absolutely. for taking time. Thank yep. you, man. Yep. And uh, I, I'll, I'll be gone on the 25th, <laughs> I, but I'll be there for every other one. All right. All right. I leave you today seeing as I always do to think about it and talk about it. Let's see you next time.